In this podcast, I want to look at how RTF ministry could have helped Joshua and Caleb and the other 10 spies as they scouted out the promised land. I believe what would have helped them will also help us as we walk in the promises of God. Welcome to the Hope, Healing, and Freedom podcast, brought to you by Restoring the Foundations International. Our desire is to equip you with biblical truth to empower you to live a full life of freedom in Christ. For more, please visit restoringthefoundations.org. Now, here's your podcast. I'm Lee Whitman with Restoring the Foundations, and in today's podcast, I'm going to be looking at the story of Joshua and Caleb scouting out the promised land found in Numbers 13, and how their story can strengthen your life as well. Today's verse is Numbers 13, verse 2. It says, send men that they may explore the land of Canaan, which I am giving to the children of Israel. In this podcast, we're going to look at the story of the Israelites scouting out the promised land found in Numbers 13 and 14. I encourage you to read the entire story because there are many things from this story that we can learn to help us in our walk with Christ today. I'm taking some of this podcast from a wonderful teaching by our friend James Gall. The first thing we see in today's verse is that God told them he was giving them this land. In Numbers 13.2, it says, Send men that they may explore the land of Canaan, which I am giving to the children of Israel. He told them that he was giving them this land, yet ten of the spies did not believe his promise that was from God. Uh, In all vulnerability, I can't tell you how many times over the years I've known the promises of God, and yet I've chosen doubt instead. What I didn't realize until coming to RTF is that I was living under a stronghold of unbelief. I was raised in a church environment that there were a lot of, yes, that's true, but... For example, we would say, yes, it's true that Jesus can heal, but we will most likely do it through the doctors. We would pray these prayers that gave Jesus and us an out if healing didn't happen. Things like, if it's your will, would you heal Betty? Those are cop-out prayers. It was a stronghold in my life that had to be broken using RTF ministry. You can see in this story how the stronghold affected the spies as they went to scout out the promised land. They knew that God had promised them this land as their inheritance. They saw how amazing the land was, flowing with milk and honey. In fact, they cut down one cluster of grapes that was so big it had to be carried on a pole between two men. That's some cluster of grapes. Yet in verse 28, they revert to that great statement of unbelief. Yes, but... And the ten spies gave all of the reasons why they could not possibly possess this land that God had promised them. The people are too strong. They, are, they have these strong fortresses, and oh, by the way, there are giants in the land. These ten spies were willing to ignore the promises of God and forfeit the inheritance God had for them because of the stronghold of unbelief. They believed what their eyes saw over the spoken word of God. One powerful part of this story is that the ten spies were believing a lie. The lie might have been like a lie that Cindy and I discovered in our lives many years ago. I'm going to bet that you've had times when you believe God told you to do something and that something did not go very well. 
I think most of us have believed an ungodly belief that goes something like this. If God calls you to do something, then it should go smoothly. I'll never forget the first time Cindy and I discovered that we were believing this ungodly belief. We had just finished seminary and were asking God where he wanted us to go next. He brought a friend of ours to mind, and we knew we were to contact this friend about our future. Well, in those days, before RTF, I struggled with a lot of passivity. Now, I knew I was supposed to contact this friend, but my passivity kept putting it off over and over again. One day, as I was getting out of bed in the morning, the Holy Spirit put a bee in my bonnet, which is the Southern way of saying that the Holy Spirit put such an urgency in me that I could not do anything that day until I contacted this friend. I called him and told him what the Holy Spirit had told us to call him about our future. He just chuckled and said that he was leaving in 15 minutes to head to the airport to fly to Nashville, Tennessee, to meet with a church that was looking for a new youth pastor. (laughs) What a God thing, right? Well, during his visit, he told him about us and set up a meeting with the church. So within a few weeks, we traveled to Tennessee and interviewed with the pastor and the elders of the church. It was a wonderful visit, and they felt the leading of the Holy Spirit to offer us the job. We knew from both the God's circumstances with our friend and from the confirmation of the Holy Spirit that we were to take this job. We packed up our two young boys and moved from Texas to Tennessee. God's calling was undeniable, so the experience should go well, right? (laughs) It turned out to be the most painful experience of our lives. We ended up getting fired from that job, and upon our release from the job, we were never given an explanation why we were let go, nor were we allowed to say goodbye to our youth group. God called us to that job, so it should have been easy and smooth road, right? Where are you ignoring the promises of God and possibly forfeiting the inheritance God has for you? Are there prophetic words that you've received many years ago that have not come to fulfillment and you're tempted to give up believing they'll never happen? Are you struggling with unbelief about your health or about your finances or about a loved one who's not walking with the Lord? Realize that this struggle might be coming from a stronghold of unbelief that wants to keep you from fulfilling the purposes of God for your life. Get with an RTF minister and dismantle this stronghold. Don't be like the 10 spies and allow what you see in the natural steal the promises that God has for you. Oh, by the way, the 10 spies died by a plague and were not allowed to go into the promised land. So back to our story. The people of Israel believed the 10 spies and did not believe what God had said or what Joshua and Caleb said to them about the promised land, which made God angry. The people were so upset that they wanted to stone Joshua and Caleb, which really made God angry. In Numbers 13:11, God said to Moses, How long will this people spurn me? How long will they not believe me? And in his anger with the people, he said, I will smite them with pestilence and dispossess them. In other words, I'm going to kill them. Then something amazing happened. Have you ever wondered if prayer really works? You know, that question of, does our prayer affect God? Does he listen and respond to our prayers? The answer is yes. And here's the perfect example of God responding to the prayers of Moses. In verses 13 through 19, Moses pleads with the Lord for mercy for the people. 
And in verse 20, it says, So the Lord said, I have pardoned them, the people, according to your word. God changed his mind because of the prayers of his friend Moses. God does change things on our behalf as well in response to our prayers. Our prayers are very powerful to bring the kingdom of God to earth. Do you have a loved one who's not walking with the Lord and you've prayed for years for them and you're about ready to give up? Don't give up. Your prayers are being heard in heaven and they are changing things here on earth. Now, one of the battles that the 10 spies lost was the battle for their mind. When they saw the giants that were in the land, they believed the lie that they could not defeat them. They even said in verse 33, There also we saw the Nephilim, the giants, and we became like grasshoppers in our own sight, and so we were in their sight. It's interesting that what the ten spies believed about themselves actually empowered the enemies. They believed that they were small, like grasshoppers, and that is exactly what the giants saw in them. What we believe about ourselves is so important. It's important that we understand what God says about us and not even how we see ourselves. Our identity is one of the major battlefields for us as children of God. God says that we're new creations in Christ, that we are his sons and daughters, that we're the righteousness of God in Christ. That is what is most true about us. But our enemy comes along and tries to steal that truth from us by having us look at our past, the sin that's actually already been forgiven, or to look at our mistakes, or to look at the circumstances and situations around us to cause us feel like grasshoppers in our own eyes. A very powerful part of RTF ministry is dealing with what we call false identity statements. These are those I am statement lies that the enemy loves to use to keep us from experiencing the fullness of our identity in Christ. He, the enemy, understands that a believer that knows who they are as a child of God and walks in their authority in Christ is a threat to the kingdom of darkness. So examples of these false identity lies are things like, I'm stupid, or I'm dirty, or I'm worthless. It's amazing to watch during ministry as a person renounces and breaks agreement with one of these lies and then ask Father God, who do you say that I am? What God has to say about them is often so extravagant that it's difficult for them to believe. During this ministry, God often says things like, you are my precious daughter, or you are a mighty warrior, or you are special and precious. When I broke off the lie that I'm a failure and asked God who he said I am, God said to me, you're my favorite. Isn't that amazing? And I think you're his favorite too. RTF has a wonderful teaching we call facts versus truth. For the 10 spies, the facts blinded them to the truth. The truth is often above or higher than the facts. What do I mean by that? The facts were that there were giants in the land. We don't want to live in denial of the facts. But the truth of a situation is not necessarily found in the facts. In this situation, the truth was that God had promised them this new land And it didn't matter that there were giants in the land. When God says it, that ought to settle it for us. His truth is above or higher than the facts we see with our eyes. Living by the facts is going to cause us to live below what God has for us.
In 2010, God sovereignly called Cindy and I to go through RTF training. He spoke to us through a prophet that we were to apply for training. The fact that our bank account said that we had no money, so there was no way that we could pay for this five-week training. But because we had a word from God through a prophet, we sent our application to RTF. We were already two weeks past the deadline for applications, but the director of training said he would give us two more weeks to get our money together. So we began to pray and declare that since God, you called us to this training, then you'll have to supply our needs. So nothing happened for like 13 days. But then on day 14, we went to the post office box and there was a check for $10,000. Wow. The facts were that we had no way of paying for this training. The truth was that God is and always will be our provider. God's truth, we will attend this training, was higher than the facts that our bank account was empty. You and I are living in a day where it is critical that we live by God's truth and not get caught up in the facts. The facts are that evil is rising all around us every day. We see it on the news and in social media. We see it in our colleges and universities. We see it in our local schools. We see it in our government. Those are the facts. And if we live by those facts, we're going to keep reaping its fruit. God's truth, however, is much higher than what we see. Yes, there are giants in our world, but fear not. God has overcome the giants. If you need help breaking some of these mindsets and strongholds, please contact RTF at ministry at restoringthefoundations.org or go to our website, www.restoringthefoundations.org and click on the Get Ministry tab at the top of the page and find an RTF minister in your area. And if the ministry of RTF or these podcasts have been a blessing to you and you would like to help continue to take this healing message around the world, you can go to our website and click on the donation tab at the top of the page. Let's pray. Father, I thank you that we don't have to live by the circumstances and situations that come our way. That the presence of evil in this world is not what's true. What's more true is that you are in charge, that you are a powerful and mighty God, and that you have everything we need to live this life. So I just pray for each person that's listening today, Father, that your courage, your grace, your faith would rise up in them, and they would confront the giants that are in their life, not out of fear, but with great confidence that you are an overcoming God. And Father, if they need help, if they need ministry through RTF, give them the courage to go on the website and email or to, to find a ministry team in their area and make the contact because the results, again, are going to be amazing as they break out of this stronghold of unbelief and doubt and fear and all the things that go along with it, Lord. So I just pray blessings on each person that's listening today. May they experience you in a greater and greater measure. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for joining us on the Hope, Healing, and Freedom podcast today. We pray you are blessed and equipped with biblical truth, empowering you to live a full life of freedom in Christ. To learn more about the ministry of Restoring the Foundations International, please visit restoringthefoundations.org. 
We look forward to seeing you on the next episode.